Now you can make your home look great and save money. Right now, when you call Renewal by Anderson, you can buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, you get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Upgrade your home. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty are even included. And the Renewal by Anderson certified retailers take every safety precaution to protect you and your family. Hey, for 25 years, people have trusted Renewal by Anderson for their window replacement needs, and you can too. So call right now. Don't wait. Learn how to get your free window when you buy four. 800-413-6992. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday. Noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It is a Thursday here on this program. And you know what that means? We have a lot to get into here today. It's going to be a good day for feedback, as there is not a ton of news. But we can talk about the AEW show last night. Excellent show. NXT show on Tuesday night. Next week's AEW. And, of course, if you've been paying attention, tomorrow is the return of fans to WWE. They'll be packing that building for SmackDown, sold out. And we had an argument a couple of days ago about, uh, you know, it's going to be better with fans. Did you guys watch that uh, AEW show last night with fans packing the building and going nuts? Like, it's so much better with a crowd. And you're going to see tomorrow, not saying the uh, booking is going to be better, not saying the storylines are going to be better, but SmackDown is going to be vastly improved tomorrow because of a sold-out crowd of screaming, nutty fans. And who knows what else will happen on SmackDown tomorrow night. So we can talk about that today. I've also got a whole bunch of ticket sale notes. How's everybody doing as we head into the return of fans? We'll tell you about that here today. We've got the NXT ratings from Tuesday night. The show is up. That's good news there. And a lot of other news as well. Some big matches announced for next week's edition of AEW and more shows down the road as well. If you'd like to contact us here today, 425-780-7566 is the phone number. That is 425-780-7566. You can give us a call toll-free, 844-913-2727. We'll open up those phone lines here in a bit. I know a lot of you have got a lot to say. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com is the email at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. And we'll kick it up after the break. Wrestling Observer Live. Oh, 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812-800-215-6812-800-215-6812-800-215-6812. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Ron Barr here. Now that people are getting out and exercising more, I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor helps those exercise-related pains and general muscle aches and pains. Now, if you're going to be working in the garden, you're going to be using your hands a lot. And if your hands hurt, listen to what Julia Brown had to say about using Relief Factor. I had pain in my hands that kept me from work and doing projects around the home. I heard about Relief Factor on the radio and began taking it, and it left me with pain-free hands again. I was able to do the things around the house that I enjoy doing. I'm so glad I found Relief Factor. 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Be sure to check out Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. We'll get into uh, the AW report here in a while. We have got a, a lot of news to get into here today, including a uh, a big update here on uh, ticket sales. It's from uh, WrestleTix.com. Money in the Bank, obviously, is uh, coming up on Sunday, and the show is essentially sold out. 10,000 folks will be in the building for Money in the Bank uh, actually, 9,919 is the capacity. So that's pretty much a sold-out show. That's Money in the Bank on Sunday. Fighter Fest Night 2, which is next week, 
At uh, this point, it is 86% sold out. Uh, 4,786 tickets. Capacity is 55.94. There's 808 tickets left, although they announced that... uh, Actually, they haven't announced it for next week yet. But uh, whenever they do that uh, elimination match, some tickets are going to move. I don't think it's next week. We have uh, SmackDown tomorrow night at the Houston Center. This, of course, the official return of live fans to WWE after 18 months, not counting WrestleMania. And that show is sold out. It is going to be a sold-out, packed crowd of fans. And just wait, everybody. Just wait to see how much more exciting the show is with a sold-out crowd there tomorrow. I can't wait. I cannot wait till Sunday here on this program. And Monday, when I will be flooded with calls saying, Oh, you were right, Brian. I thought it would be more boring with a sold-out crowd. But, man, you saw it coming. Good job, buddy. Hey, did you know it's a lot more light outside when it's sunny? Did you know that? Hey, I don't know. Apparently some people don't know that because I've been ridiculed for days with the idea that the show is going to be so much more exciting with a sold-out crowd. But you'll see, everybody. (laughs) You people sticking to this, you're going to see. We have got the Arthur Ashe Stadium. The uh, Right now we've got uh, 8,772 tickets sold and 1,500 left over. So they set it up for about uh, a little over 10,000. And uh, I think the ticket, the, the official, I think the tickets go on sale like tomorrow. This was all pre-sale stuff. So that thing's going to sell out. And who knows how many tickets they could make available. But, of course, the one everyone is comparing it to, which is not really a fair comparison, but it sort of is. And that is the uh, SmackDown at Madison Square Garden. Tickets have been on sale for well over a week now. And uh, they are currently at 7,500 tickets. So AW currently is sold uh, 1,300 more tickets than WWE in Madison Square Garden. Obviously, Madison Square Garden, the ticket prices are uh, much, much higher than the ticket prices for the AEW show. But at the end of the day, it's tickets, and tickets are being sold, and more tickets have been sold for the AEW show in Flushing, New York, than the Madison Square Garden show. And those two shows are uh, two weeks apart, about a week and a half. So uh, those are the numbers. And uh, we will continue to follow that. WrestleTix.com if you want more information on all of those. Now, the matches for Money in the Bank, if you'd like to watch that show this weekend, we have got the men's Money in the Bank. Ricochet, John Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, who's not a king anymore. So I don't know. Oh, he actually is the king. Yeah. Corbin's the one who lost his crown. And Seth Rollins. Anyway, that's the match. And then for the women... Oscar, Naomi, Alexa, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and a TBD. Who's a TBD going to be? Are they going to throw Shotzi in there since, uh, you know, she always does something nutty? I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Bobby Lashley, Kofi Kingston for the title. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the title. Roman Reigns versus Edge for the title. And AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking Raiders for the title. So... I mean, should be a fun show. It's going to be a lot of craziness, a lot of nutty fans selling out that building. I think that show is going to be a lot of fun to watch. That's what I think. I don't know about the rest of you. It's my show, so too bad. Yeah, I'll go out on a limb and say that people being there will just absolutely help the environment and make it a little bit more exciting. Yes, it will. The big difference will be in a few weeks. 
because remember when fans were in the arena? I know it was a long time ago for WWE, and I'm not talking about WrestleMania here. I'm talking about way, way, way back when before the pandemic where people would sit on their hands. So you can have a packed house after a while, but if people go back to sitting on their hands, that's not a good thing. You know what's funny about that, though, Mike? What's that? So I watched the uh, the Ring of Honor show this weekend, okay, mm-hmm. which I really liked. And uh, I don't remember what match it was, but uh, they didn't have a giant crowd, okay? But they did have a crowd of live fans, their first, their first crowd back in a long time. And when, when these fans liked something, they were super into the show. And when they didn't like something, they sat on their hands, and it was very, very quiet. But the weird thing is, I've watched so many empty arena shows from New Japan Strong and uh, the Ring of Honor television has no has no fans and et cetera, et cetera. That like when the fans were dead, I was all right with it because like <laughs> I'm used to it now. So it may I'm not saying like obviously it's bad if the fans don't care about a, a segment or whatever and they're just dead. But I have a lot more tolerance for dead fans I learned this weekend than I did before we had a pandemic. Psychologically, it worked then. You know, but still, look, there's a New Japan and Ring of Honor. I still think did it the best when it came to to not having anybody in the stands. And really what I'm kind of leading to is comes down to the creative because, again, you can have packed crowds there. We've seen that on Raw where we see a packed crowd or hey, I I remember it's I know it's been a long time now, but go back to when. Raw was in these buildings, SmackDown was in these buildings, and for 75% of the show, except for some entrances and maybe one or two other people on the show, nobody keeps anybody's attention, and that's because of usually the product they're being given in front of their eyes. So that's where WWE needs to remember what it was like having fans in the building because they had a lot of missteps, and they've had a lot of missteps during the pandemic. Not to say that everything's been perfect everywhere else, but we talk about it every single day on this show, the light that shines on their creative, the light that shines on their lack of stars, and all of that stuff, just magically opening the doors and letting people into the building is not going to change any of that. So sooner or later, you know, yes, it's going to be great. You're going to have a wrapped audience. You should at least, you know, with them, you know, people coming back in the building and being excited. But if you keep force feeding them and keep spoon feeding them, things that are awful, then sooner or later, you're going to be in the same position that you were before. We've also got Slammiversary on Saturday, which I will be, uh, oh, Lord. Yes. I was just interrupted. I'm trying to do this show, and I'm just flooded with texts and emails. And Anyway, so remember <laughs> uh, yesterday, twice yesterday, I was uh, complaining about this Mandy Rose thing and how uh, Mandy Rose has been moved to NXT and uh, Dave said that he was told that, like, she's there now. She's no longer on Raw. And my argument was, bro, I've been having to watch all of this stuff for, for like, f- four to six weeks now. Can you at least just do a match? I don't care. Two minutes, whatever. Run in there and do one move and pin her. Just, like, get it over with. I had to sit through all of this. Just pay it off for me. Well, I've been alerted here that this feud has actually been going on for four months this feud began in April when Mandy was walking down the ramp and she slipped. Remember that? Yeah. And then And then Naya made fun of her. And then we had that deal where Naya started falling down. You guys remember that? It's been four months that they have been building up this feud. And after four months of angles and storylines, they just moved Mandy to NXT. And now apparently it's like an impossibility that she go back to Raw for one night to, to get that championship match. So... 
Dear Lord. Dear God. Mm. Where was I? Slammiversary? Yeah. So we got Slammiversary Saturday. I'll be watching this show. We'll review it with Dave. Kenny Omega, Sammy Callahan in a no disqualification match is the main event. Josh Alexander, Petey Williams, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Rohit Raju. Ultimate X match for the X Division title. Chris Sabin versus Moose. Deanna Parazzo will face a mystery person. Who could that be? We've got Violent by Design versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack versus TJP and Fall Bob versus the Good Brothers for the tag titles. Kier Hogan and Tasha Steeles versus Hazm- Havoc and Rosemary. And Eddie Edwards will be facing W. Morrissey. I, n- I can never get over that name. I know it. That's I the former it. big cast. W. <laughs> Morrissey. How about it's Big bit- Morrissey? It's a very PWI 500 name from way back in the day. Him and Knuckles Zamwich. Back in a moment, everybody. Observer Live. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-807-1981 800-807-1981 that's 800-807-1981 I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get 
the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Let's do this AEW Dynamite report here very quickly. Show it up with John Moxley versus Carl Anderson, IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match. Moxley's first match back since literally sitting at home for a month with a baby on his chest Barely being able to sleep or work out. But, man, he came back and he, he tore it up with Carl Anderson. They had a very, very good match. And at the end of the day, Moxley countered the gun stun, hit the uh, Rainmaker, paradigm shift, and got the pin. This is leading to another match for the IWGP U.S. title next week. It will be Moxley versus Lance Archer in a Texas death rematch for the IWGP U.S. title. Andrade called out the death triangle. So I guess we'll see what they do there. Probably having to go through all three, maybe. I don't know. Ricky Starks won the FTW title from Brian Cage. Yes, I've had 50 people try to explain to me the finish. Whatever. Make up your own storylines if you want to, but he tried to use the belt. Hobbs wouldn't let him use the belt. He was so stunned that he was nearly pinned. And then the referee was distracted, and Hobbs used the belt on Cage, and Starks won. I liked the match, but I was befuddled by the finish. Yeah, that was one of those, and we see it in wrestling all the time, so it's not like it's a finish that you've never seen before if you didn't see the show last night. But this is one of those things that mentally it's like you turned on your partner a half hour into a tag team match after you have saved him multiple times and this, that, and the other. It, it gave off that sort of vibe. That said, that was certainly counterbalanced by the fact that the fans during that match who made Ricky Starks the default babyface because he's from Texas and, and hails from New Orleans or, or something like that, whatever it is exactly, bottom line is he was who way over and the fans went absolutely nuts for that that match and I thought that was as far as the fans go being back in the building for AEW outside of Jacksonville that was the high point of the night for me yeah we'll talk about these fans in a moment I do like by the way that uh that finish we've now got uh, multiple people explaining it to me but they all have a different explanation that's not that's good. usually not a good thing no, no this no. person thinks that Hobbs was trying to stop Starks from getting DQ'd that's why he took the belt away and then this guy goes, no, he took the belt away because he wanted to be the guy that hit Brian Cage. So, as I've, I've dealt with this before, we make up our own storylines because when you watch it, you're like, what the hell happened there? We had a Cody Rhodes, Malachi Black segment where Cody called him out. He appeared on the big screen and did some sort of speech. And then Cody told him to get out to the ring right now. And Black said, I was hoping you'd say that. And the lights go out. He appeared in the ring. They have a brawl. This place is going crazy over this brawl. The geeks run out to break it up. Fans are screaming, let them fight. They will fight, fear not. And they'll probably fight, and that'll be the end of Cody for a while because his 
Go Big Show got renewed, so he's going to be disappearing a couple months from here. We had a uh, Hangman segment, which was great. He comes out and he admits, yeah, I was, uh, I lost uh, my last match for the title. I, uh, I was, he's all, all sad. And then he goes, but the Dark Order is right. I do want that match. And he calls out the heels and all of the elite come out and they cut this promo on him. Matt Jackson, who legitimately has a stinger from the match last week, he gets in and cuts a promo on Hangman, takes a bump from a punch. Everybody hits the ring, it gets broken up. And we agree to an elimination match coming up down the road. It is the Dark Order versus the Elite. The stipulation, it's elimination, by the way. So we're going to have a lot of people doing jobs here. This is not this thing where, oh, he, you know, whatever. So the storyline is, if Hangman and the Dark Order win, Hangman gets a shot at Omega, and the Dark Order get a shot at the tag team titles. However, if the Elite win the elimination match, Hangman does not get a championship match, the Dark Order doesn't get a championship match. They're all out of luck. Fans were so into this stare down and the setup for this match here. We had a Jericho interview setting up next week. Next week, it is the first of the uh, gauntlet style deal that Jericho has to go through. Next week, he has to face Sean Spears. The stipulation is that Sean Spears can use the chair, but Chris Jericho cannot. That's next week. We had Christian versus Matt Hardy. And they had a very good match because they're two very good workers. They had another baffling finish where Christian is on the floor, absolutely dead. He's been put in Matt Hardy's submission. He's done for. The referee gets to nine. He's still on his back at nine, by the way. That's how dead he is. The ref gets to nine. He leaps into the ring, and he kill switches him and pins him. Don't look at me. Good match, though. Britt Baker promo. And she's hyping up the match with... uh, Nyla Rose next week. Uh, total babyface. 100% total babyface. Crowd's eating out of her hand. Uh, she's still, I think, going to largely be a heel. But this is a heel versus heel storyline, and she'll be the babyface in this uh, this situation here. Sammy Guevara beat Wheeler Yuta. It's basically Sammy's hometown. He was a uh, Spanish god and a hometown god. And in his hometown, they did not beat him. And not only did not beat him... But he won, and he didn't get beaten up afterwards. Excellent. Yuka Sakazaki beat Penelope Ford with the Magical Girls Splash. And then in the main event, Darby Allen defeated Ethan Page. I can confirm both men are alive after this match. I'm not sure how they killed each other in this match. Everyone takes bumps on the steps, like, all the time. But when Darby Allen took the ego edge off the middle rope onto the steps, mm. the steps actually bent around his body. I don't think I've ever seen that before with steel steps. He uh, ended up winning the match by putting him in the coffin. And then when the match is over, he goes up on the post and he does a coffin drop onto the casket, through the top of the casket, and onto Ethan Page. Do you guys know what wood is? Well, it's a, it's a substance. Okay, and it, when it breaks, you end up with slivers and shards and sharp pieces. Well, all of those gouged poor Ethan Cage or Ethan Page after death it appeared. They didn't like do the magic where you know you put the coffin next to the ring and then there's a trap door and the guy rolls under the ring and then you know there's nobody in there for the coffin drop. No, this this bloke was in there for the coffin drop and he got squished and whatever else happened. There's there was blood during the match. 
This is a violent showcase of violence here. And these two guys have done this match on the indie scene God only knows how many times. And they were so excited to be able to do it on national television. And you could tell because they pulled out all the stops. So I thought an excellent show. Any thoughts, Mike? I thought it was excellent as well. At no point did the show drag. It's an AEW show, so there's always going to be a lot going on, but it was never too busy. It was never sloppy where you didn't where you didn't realize what was going on or there were too many people out there or they jumped from segment to segment too fast. There was none of that. And much like the best Nitros always did, because we're still in a time where we go back to the Monday Night War era, either for WWE to pull back people that you can put on the screen again, or just people talking about AEW versus NXT or whatever, since we always go back to that time, one of the best parts about Nitro was the fact that you got a little bit of everything on your show, and that's what you got with AEW last night. Christian Cage and Matt Hardy for as wonky as the finish was, those guys were great with each other. Great experience working with each other for years and years. They built a storyline around it where Christian had never beaten Matt Hardy one-on-one. So they gave you a reason to care about that. They start the show hot with Moxley and Kingston coming down to the ring. People are going nuts. You go from that to set up Moxley's next title match against Lance Archer, which you've already got a naturally built storyline into. Andrade, yeah, sure, we got to do something as far as getting him over personality-wise, maybe. But you know what? As far as in the ring, what can pull it out of him? Matches against Pac or Penta or Phoenix, they can do that. He wants the death triangle, so are we going to get Phoenix and Andrade? That sounds awesome on paper. I don't care how disappointing Andrade's been so far. You have a main event in what in. Can I say in, something about Andrade? Sure, Since ahead. you're on the topic. Yes. Listen, everybody, Andrade did not light the world on fire in that match that he had, his, his debut match with uh, Seidel. Seidel looked better, okay? That's all fine and good. He's had one match. Sky ain't falling. Like, dude, can we, like, let him have three or four matches and then decide, like, he's a total flop? He's had one match so far. No, we have to judge everything right now, Brian. I mean, everyone might be right. I mean, he may end up being a total flop in AEW. I don't know, okay? But I do know... The, the evidence we have of him being a total flop is he's had one match. Dude, it's why when somebody jumps on a talking point that somebody has and decides to run with it, and that's kind of became a talking point, and people have just kind of built more and more onto it, whether it's actually there or not. So Cody Rhodes, I wonder how he is going to be put out of action. He has done a lot of tributes to his father and to old territorial wrestling. He had a strap match with QT Marshall that why there was really no no point to it but when it comes to malachi black i'm excited to see those two guys work with each other but i'm also excited to see if there's a road warrior spike in the eye if they continue that with black's character and that's what drives cody Rhodes away he can't even look at his little baby anymore you know he couldn't even do that because malachi black put him out and now he's got to go film you know go big show or whatever it is so I thought there was so much on the show last night that actually worked. Everything flowed really well. Guys that weren't on the show, like Miro, they got a chance to be spotlighted and highlighted. Britt Baker, you know, has got a match coming up next week. Just her presence on the show pops everybody. There's no way. Look, she's a great heel. She is so bitchy and witchy. She is fantastic. But the fans are never going to let her be a heel. It's just not going to happen. They're going to cheer everything that she does. Putting her in there with Nyla Rose, this is the time now to like solidify Britt Baker as a babyface. 
Back in a moment with more, including your feedback. Maybe. Wrestling Observer Live. Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Had a Wrestle Ticks update here, the Raw show. Not this coming, not the post Money in the Bank, but the following Monday's Raw, July 26th. Only three quarters of the way full, 4,900 tickets. Sold right now. They still have about uh, 
1,500 to go. So we'll see how that one does. Let's go to the uh, phones, and we'll read some more feedback here. Shane, you are on the air. What's going on? Uh, hey, Brian. Hey, Mike. Shout out to OG Audio listeners and my favorite show, After Dark. Thank you. My comment is <laughs> regarding Darby and Sting. You know, Darby's getting a bunch of wins, but I don't see him going back to the TNT title. Um, what do you see next for Darby? And especially, do you think Sting will wrestle again at All Out, or do you think he's done? Well, I want to thank you very much for the call. I absolutely do not think that Sting is done. I mean, everything they have done with Sting thus far has has been a success. His, uh, the first match they did, this cinematic match, I mean, uh, that was a good match. And then when they actually went live in the ring and everybody was like, oh, my God, they're going to go live. How's Sting going to hold up? He did great, and people loved the match. So I I highly suspect we're going to see more of Sting. And I don't know what they're going to do with Darby. The reality is, the reality is that uh, the show last night is probably not going to do very well because it's going up against the NBA Finals. But the fact of the matter is, with one exception, every time Darby is main event of the show, the show has done great. He doesn't need a title. He doesn't need a title right now. Down the road, maybe he can get a partner and win the tag team titles. Down the road, maybe he can win the TNT title again. I don't think that he should win the title for Miro. I think Jungle Boy should beat Miro and win the title at some point. But Darby can be a star and just be a star. Doesn't necessarily need a belt. So, I don't know what's next for him. Yeah, he's like, look, Cameron Grimes. They're they're not equal, but they are the same in that because of their character, because of who they are, because of how they have established themselves. Yeah, sure, they can have a belt, but it's not necessary to. And Darby Allen is such a superstar, even if the ratings are down. He's already proven himself, and he's just amazing. He's been amazing for a long time. And And you know what? Good for Ethan Page, too, because I watched those matches in Evolve you know, when they were both there. And it seems like forever ago now, it wasn't all that long ago, those two guys, you know, Austin Theory, uh, you know, Gigi Dolan now, you know, all those folks, you know, were there. And now you're you're seeing them flourish somewhere else. And Ethan Page has been in this business for a long, long time. They talked about it last week with those two guys, with them going back and forth at each other, with Darby Allen pointing out that, you know, he decided to stay home up in Canada for a long time and have his family and wrestle locally, all that sort of stuff. And now to see him main event, that's the forgotten part about this. This guy main evented a TNT show, national television. I mean, WWE always goes back to guys that they know. You know, I think I can't remember what show. I think it was you were talking about uh, Malachi Black and, and how – he was one of the people in line to defeat Brock Lesnar, but Vince will go back to guys that he knows, even if he's had trouble with them in the past. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. It's like you got to have a certain amount of time in before Vince is willing to pull some sort of trigger with you. And on AEW, it's the complete opposite. And, you know, Ethan Page is in the main event. Scorpio Sky's in the main event. Yeah, sure, Sting was there, but it's Darby Allen, one of their new stars, was in the main event. And he heard the response for Sammy last night. They heard the response for Jungle Boy last night for just sliding into the ring. You look at those people, and it's like, man, the main event position in that situation could not be any more, you know, it's almost 180 degrees different than WWE, which makes what AEW is doing much more exciting, even if you don't have a star at the level of Roman Reigns. 
I realize I'm going to come across as a boomer here, but that's, that's, my, that's my role as I age. Listen, everybody. Pro wrestling, it's a show, okay? It's a show. So I know it's everyone's favorite analogy. Oh, Brian's only seen one movie, Star Wars. Well, I've only been watching one movie because my daughter is into it. I've been watching like a thousand. But listen, the th- what, was, what was episode three, Revenge of the Sith? Okay. Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker have a fight in lava, which is ridiculous, by the way. But they do. Okay. Obi-Wan defeats him. He's thrown in the lava. He's burnt to a crisp. Which is ironic, actually, because they've done that in WWE. Can you imagine if Hayden Christensen got really upset that he had to lose to Obi-Wan? I should have defeated Obi-Wan. It's like, bro, what are you talking about? It's a movie, you nerd. That's what we're talking about here with pro wrestling. Okay? It's a movie. Since when is it like, oh... What, what matters most to me is I get a fake win and I'm awarded a fake belt, okay? I can understand if you've been, like, doing this a long time and, like, you're chosen to be the world champion. You're like, man, they trust in me to be the world champion, okay? You're like, in some places, that's, that's an important thing. But the, the reality is it's all fake, everybody, okay? And I realize some wrestlers are going to listen to this and get mad. But at the end of the day, what are you doing this for? Well, you're doing this because you get a paycheck sent to you, and you put the money in the bank, and you buy food, and you pay your mortgage, and you you do your car payment and everything like that, and then you go to work again, and you get another paycheck, and you're paying your bills, and you're putting your kids through college. That's what this is all about at the end of the day, okay? It's not about, oh, I don't care about the money. I just want to be the champion. I'm sure maybe there are a couple of people that have that mindset, and you know, some people take the belts very seriously. But whenever people mention something like Bret Hart, it's like, because back in the day when you were given the world title, it's because they expected you. I read all these these ticket sales for WrestleTicks.com. Oh, Arthur Ashe Stadium, whatever. Uh, money in the bank, blah, blah, blah. In the old days, those tickets were sold because, like, people were coming to see somebody or they were coming to see a match, all right? WWE nowadays, you're just going to see the brand. That's it. You're not going to see a championship match. You're not going to see someone win the title or whatever. So quite frankly, in WWE, if you want to hot potato the belt and everyone gets their 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 reward for having been there for 15 years, great, whatever you want to do, okay? But in pro wrestling as a business, all the belt is is it's a it's a storytelling. It's a it's a thing to use to tell stories, okay? Darby used to live in his car. Now Darby's got enough money, he puts his money in the bank, he saves his money. He invests, maybe not in MGF coin, but he invests in the stock market, etc. So that one of these days he can stop doing this and he can just live a comfortable life and have money. He doesn't care about the TNT type. doesn't matter. That's not what these belts are about. I don't like to use the word prop because originally when Vince Russo said the belt was a prop, it was an excuse for when he was booking to devalue the title and thus the title meant nothing, okay? But he wasn't wrong in the sense that it is a prop. It's it's something to, it's something when you tell when you, to tell a story and to 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 elevate somebody so that they draw more money or to make people care about a feud because there's something that's what the belt is about. But it's not something that just everybody gets. I don't know. I think most people understand this, but some people seem to be confused about what this belt is all about.
it's just a thing. It's just a thing to help you tell stories and make money and sell tickets and run a business and get people interested in, in seeing two people fight each other. But when you just give it to everybody, it means nothing. It's irrelevant. And the funny thing is, when you give it to everybody, like, it shouldn't mean less to the people that get it, right? Because everybody gets it. Exactly. Well, that was the whole thing with, you know, again, it was it was an older thing, but, like, somebody getting a belt after somebody else has already devalued it. You know what I mean? I mean, WWE, for anything you want to say, and they did, it, believe me, they hot potato drew because they decided to change minds, and Randy got it at one point. All of the stuff that they did... With Lashley, why is Lashley looked at in the way that he is character-wise right now? One of the big reasons why is he's killing people, and he's held on to that belt for a long time. Same thing with Roman Reigns. It means more if you do keep it with somebody. That's true because there should be a value on it. That prop, as it were, you know, still needs to be shined up. You know, it still should be shiny. And if you treat it like garbage, people are going to perceive it as garbage. If you treat it as special... People will treat it, those people and, and the, the belt in those people is special. Well, let me this say this. This isn't that difficult. Let me it say this. It should never be that difficult. So this person here says, so the titles used to matter, but now they don't. No, no, no. That's true. That's, that's black and white thinking, okay? Yes. Here's the deal. Do you guys remember WrestleMania, I think it was 2008, uh, Bobby Lashley was in the main event, but most people don't remember that because it was Bobby Lashley versus Umaga. And we had Vince McMahon in one corner, and we had Donald Trump in the other corner. And they added a stipulation to that match. And the stipulation was, if, if Vince's man loses, Vince McMahon shaves his head. If Donald Trump's man loses, Donald Trump shaves his head. Do you guys remember, like, WrestleMania three at the Pontiac Silverdome? And uh, all of those WrestleManias headlined by, like, The Rock and Steve Austin? Well, all of those were... Uh, down here, and uh, the Trump-Vince thing was way up here. Why did that show draw so much money? Because of a stipulation. Because the fans knew that they were going to see something happen. Either Vince, remember Vince McMahon from the day that he became a commentator, for like 25 years or whatever, the other commentators would always talk about his wig or his toupee, or they would make fun of his hair or whatever. And of course there's Trump. What do we have to say about his hair? They were doing a match where one of these two men was going to lose their hair, and it did monster business, okay? That's what you could do with your belts if you booked the championship properly and made it into something that people felt had the value of Vince McMahon's pompadour. But nowadays, what do these belts mean what does a 24-7 title mean? Roman's belt, Roman's belt means something because they've done such a great job protecting Roman and the belt. And if you have The Rock, and obviously it's The Rock, that's what means the most. But if you have somebody come back and challenge for that belt and the guy hasn't lost, it'll mean something. Dude, we saw the same thing with, of all people, Ryback and CM Punk. They had a Hell in a Cell match where Ryback was undefeated and CM Punk had been the champion for a long time. Shockingly, it drew because there were two tangible protected things on the line. An undefeated streak and a guy who hadn't lost a belt for a long time. That actually worked because you can do that if you protect these belts. But the 24-7 title, the the whatever, women's title or whatever, and these, these belts mean nothing. 
Hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. The belt meant nothing once you put it on Miz. Maybe they can rebuild that with Lashley, but man, you killed that belt putting it on Miz. You killed it, dead. It meant nothing. You have to protect your belts. And then, depending on where you are in the world, your belt either means something or your belt means nothing. But it's not black and white. Remember when this was also a simulation of sport as well, too? That's another argument entirely. We, we got the belts in the first place, and, you know, if you protect wins and losses and all that sort of stuff, which ties into this that we don't have the time to go into right now, but we go into very often on this show, all of that stuff matters as well, too. So AEW doing a much better job of that and also stimulating their fans. AEW is still the leader in that. We'll see how WWE does when they get back on the road. But when you build up good faith with your fan base, even when you have missteps, they will continue to hang in there with you and defend you in the same way that AEW fans are defending their product. Back in a moment, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? 
Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Again, the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Here we are. Back up. What? What happened? The, the video rolled up very, very slowly there. Mm. Dramatic pause. I just finished watching last night's Dynamite, this person said. That was legit one of the most enjoyable, entertaining wrestling TV shows I have seen top to bottom in recent memory. The tempo... Of the show is one of its biggest charms. Something is always happening. Nothing is routine. Everyone is over on that show. I love pro wrestling again because of AEW. Well, tomorrow, fans are back at SmackDown, and I can't wait. We're going to find out who's over and who's not. I hope everybody is over. Because I don't want to sit there and watch a show with a bunch of fans just sitting there. What about Lily? I hope Lily ain't going to be there at SmackDown. But I hope that everybody is over. But we will find out. Who's over tomorrow? Because we don't know. Even Chris Jericho did an interview like a month ago, and uh, somebody asked him about you know people being over in AEW, and he was like, I don't know. Nobody knows. No one knows if anyone is over in AEW right now because we do these shows, and there's like a small crowd, very, very small crowd, so they're like super, super, super hardcore, and you've got all the wrestlers surrounding the ring. We have no idea, and it's the same thing in, in WWE. We have no earthly idea who is over and who is not over. I mean, we don't know. Tamina's champion because she got a big pop at WrestleMania. Like, that's why she's the champion. For some reason, she was over on that show. But we don't know. And so tomorrow we will find out who's over, what storylines are over, what stories people are sick of. Actually, we may not tomorrow because tomorrow I expect to be just like one of those Russo reset shows. Which is, by the way, not a negative, because he was pretty good at those reset shows. But just starting things, getting fans in, maybe a debut, surprise return, whatever. Am I setting myself up? We'll find out. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.